Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Become a Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Ed Lampert and Alex Cabot on the line, and they're co-founders and managing partners of Birch Run Financial. Ed and Alex, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having us, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. We're looking forward to our conversation today. All right. So uh, for those that have been listening to my show for a long time, you know I like bringing authors on. You know I like talking about books. Uh, and today I have a treat for you. So Mastering the Money Mind, A New Way of Thinking About Personal Finance, uh, written by Ed Lampert and Alex Cabot. So first off, gentlemen, I just want to say congrats. I know uh, creating a book and getting out there is not easy. Congrats. Thanks, Adam. It was uh, it was certainly a lot of work. Not our first book, but what we wanted to do this time was kind of get into more of the the mindset. And you know, as you know, being in finance, that um, you know, it's not just what you know, but it's how you behave and and how you think about money that determines ultimately whether you're successful or not. Yeah. Awesome, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we're gonna go further into this and into the book, of course. But let to get us kicked off, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters minute. So we at Mission Matters we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Ed, what mission matters to you? Or I should say, wait a minute, Ed and Alex, what mission matters to you? Go for it. Who's going to take it? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll field this one. We'll, we'll try, we'll try to keep it, uh, keep it within the, the, the confines of a brief, uh, elevator, elevator pitch for, for what it's worth. So the, in, in the world of personal finance, there, there's a lot of ambiguity and we, we often liken, uh, planning for your financial future to crossing an open field while blindfolded. And there's a lot of great resources out there that can point you in the right direction, that can sort of give you the framework of what you're trying to accomplish. But our main mission is really to walk beside our clients through this financial journey. Our job is to be the GPS for for, for all of the decisions that, that our clients make. And we, we try to focus on education and uh, and thinking about things in the right way and reframing that picture. So you're not thinking necessarily about percentages and figures. You're thinking about long-term objectives and how, how you're going to use investments as a tool to accomplish that. And the more, the more open and honest and straightforward we can be, the better educated our clients are, the better decisions that they make. And the better decisions that we make, the better we end up financially in the long run. And that's what our objective is. It's to keep people informed and up to date and to, to be that, that guiding hand on someone's shoulder when they go through a difficult time. Uh, and, uh, we've, we've been doing it for our entire careers. We love it. We love the clients with whom we work and that's, that's how we do it. So I kept that within reasonably within a minute or so. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, before we go further into the book, maybe give us a little bit of background and tell us a little bit more about your firm, uh, Birch Run Financial. Sure. So we started Bertrand Financial, Adam, in the, in 2012. So almost 10 years ago now, Alex and I started working together actually at Morgan Stanley in 2008. And we were already in the industry for, for, for a while at that point. So we worked together on a team. In 2009, that team broke off from Morgan Stanley. And then 2012, we spun off of that team to start Bertrand Financial. And you know the reason why we did it was so that we could work with our clients the way that we want to. 
and we have very, very close relationships with our clients. They are, you know, they're, they're essentially our family, same with our team members. And what we've been able to, to really grow over the, the, the last 10 years is a culture um, in which, you know, like Alex said, with our mission, we've been able to really, you know, be with our clients every step of the way and, and guide them through the ups and downs in the markets, the economy, and the inevitable surprises that come up in life. And um, so at this point, we have, you know, we manage about $450 million in, in client assets under management. We are independent financial advisors. Our client accounts are custodied with, um, with Raymond James. And our team is, um, is now actually up to, uh, to seven employees. Wow, congratulations. And just thinking about when you, when you, when you decide to go independent, 2008, what, what a time to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was actually 2009 when we left Morgan Stanley. We were, we were the junior guys on the team at the time, but mm. that was, that, that was a scary time, Adam. That was a, a very, very scary time for anybody in the financial industry, but, you know, quite honestly, anybody. Um, you know, the economy was, uh, you know, going through some tough times, but oftentimes, you know, the best businesses are, are kind of built and developed um, because of those tough times. And I think there were a lot of people that prior to 2008 didn't seek out financial advice, even though they probably should have, and, and learned their lesson from that. You know, one thing we noticed the first few years after that crisis was, um, you know, it seemed to us a, a lot more people retaining financial advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, so I started, I'm not, not in finance anymore, but, um, so I've been full time doing this, I don't know, like six years or something now. Time flies. But mm-hmm. if I ever want to know the date and time that I started at my first firm and it was, it was in 2008 and all I have to do is look at a chart because the exact day of the highest point in the market then was with the day that I started and it went down every day from the, <laughs> Wow. That was my I, I don't even I don't even remember the date, but all I have to do is look at a chart and I can pinpoint the date. The wow. exact it probably, day. It was probably about that first day Alex and I started working together. When, when Alex joined our team in, in, in May of '08, things weren't great, but they weren't that bad. And from there it just went right down the toilet. So Ed, Ed, it's, it's, uh, been, it's superstitious, been, you know. It's been fourteen years, man. It wasn't my fault. You gotta let it go. You gotta let it go, brother. Yeah, some, some people are more superstitious than others, right, Adam? I mean, yeah, you must be to some extent, right? If you're looking at when you started and charting the market top, right? Absolutely, as, guys. As they say, correlation does not prove causation, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh... No, I think I, Ed Ed knows Ed knows I didn't have anything to do with it. I did I did my best to uh to to apply good solid risk management principles yeah. to the portfolios we were managing back then and and uh, we made it through. You know, I mean it was yeah, the worst sure. it was the worst market we had seen since 1933 and our and all of our clients as long as they stuck yeah. with the game plan, they made it through just fine. So it uh, it worked out. It's not not necessarily something I want to go through again. Uh, and hopefully yeah. by the, the next the next big financial crisis we have, hopefully I'm retired or dead by then. But you know, but knowing we can make it through that that uh, type of environment is uh, is a bit of a comfort when you go through any choppy period. So that's where that's where we are. It's awesome. Let's let's circle back to the book. So uh, mastering the money mind. So you mentioned you know this isn't your first book. So 
Why why a new book and why now? And another fun fact, you released it on my birthday. Come on, guys. You got a lot of stuff going on here. I'm looking at Amazon right now. You released it on my birthday, my 40th. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we're connected star, over here and finding stars, What's going stars on, are just man? aligning, Adam. It's just, it's just, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. I don't well, I don't even know what that means. But it I don't either, but it good, right? right. I agree. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so, so why a new book? Why now? Tell me more. <laughs> well, we 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 uh, the first book that we wrote back in 2015 was was really about the nuts and bolts of personal finance, you know, like IRAs and different types of investments and the principle of compounding. I mean, the, the really the, the most important fundamental building blocks of of quantitative finance. And we we realized that you know over over you know both Ed and I have been in this business. Ed's been in it for a little over 20 years. I've been a little less than 20 years. And we we realized that about probably about 80, 90% of the conversations that we have with clients and, and prospective clients aren't about the nuts and bolts of finance. They're not about, you know, what types of accounts and what investment strategies make the most sense. They're, they're about making good decisions. It, it's about taking the information we have, processing it correctly, and then making appropriate decisions based on that. So we wanted to put a, a book together. We want to create a resource that could help people make well-informed decisions, not from an empirical, you know, nuts and bolts percentage perspective, but from a psychological and and uh, and, and more of an emotional response perspective. Um, and we often find that investors are hands down their own worst enemies when it comes to making decisions. And it's not through any fault of their own. It's just the way that humans are biologically kind of programmed to respond to stimuli. So we, we wanted to write something that, that made sense from the perspective of any type of, of investor, whether you're you know 22, just out of college, getting your first job, all the way up to 75 and been retired for the last decade, you know those types of deci- the decision making principles don't really change. And, uh, and so we wrote, the, we started writing this book, you know, kind of during the lockdown uh, during COVID. So we had a lot of conference calls together, and uh, worked with a great uh, great publisher, and we uh, we released it earlier this year and. Made uh, made one of the bestseller lists on Amazon. My mom was thrilled that she can say that her son is now a, a two-time best-selling author. That was kind of a nice thing. Um, although, don't get too excited. Being a best-selling author doesn't take more than a few hundred copies to make one of those lists. So it's not like we made the New York Times bestseller list, but we still made a bestseller list. Uh, and and that was really the genesis of it. It was to uh, to help people make those decisions in a more thoughtful way. And, uh, and and the response has been good. We've had uh, good feedback from it. A lot of clients have really enjoyed it. And uh, we've, we've actually sold a few copies. So that made us feel good, too. It's awesome. And as I look at the, um, like, just the way the book was written. So it seems to me like you made this a really, you, you're taking what are sometimes considered, you know, complex financial terms and or methodologies. And you're really bringing it to where maybe somebody, anybody could understand the content because everybody should ideally have, you know, access to good financial education and advice, in my opinion. So, for example, chapter, chapter eight, um, access asset classes as buckets. Tell, tell me a little bit more about that one. Yeah, the idea behind classifying asset classes as buckets is it, it, to really simplify things for clients or just for investors in general where, you know, you can classify certain portions of your portfolio as either stable buckets or income buckets or growth buckets, let's say. 
And what we found in discussing things with clients over the years is, you know, when the, when the market goes haywire, um, particularly when we have a real shock to the stock market, like we, we had particularly in early 2020, right when we were beginning to write this book, when we were in lockdown, was that all people would look at was the bottom line in their portfolio. All they looked at was, was their account value and they saw it changing. And without understanding that there are certain, you know, different asset classes in their portfolio designed to diversify and hedge certain risks, you know, people tend to think without knowing much about the individual investments in their portfolio they, they, that everything was declining in their portfolio. And, you know, there are times when that happens. We've seen, you know, obviously an increased correlation among asset classes in 2022, which has been frustrating for a lot of us as the Fed tries to get inflation under control. But by, by reframing the discussion as stable buckets and growth buckets, you know, it, it really helped us get a lot of clients through that market shock in early 2020 by explaining to them, hey, you know, some of these assets in your portfolio, you know, that are designed to hedge market risk, this is your stable bucket, this is how much money you have in this bucket, and if you're retired, this is how long you can draw on this bucket to allow the stock market to recover from any shocks created by the pandemic or, or anything else from that matter. And what we don't believe in is actually putting different asset classes in, in different accounts, Adam. We do believe in having them in one account, diversifying that way of your fixed income, your precious metals, your cash, your, your equities in one account. But by ex breaking down the explanation as to what the purpose is for each asset class in the portfolio, I, I think it really helps clients sort of stay on task and understand how we're protecting them against unforeseen shocks, even when times are going well. And, and there's a conversation we often have with clients, and, and we think that, that, that it actually is, is quite effective. When times are going well, we talk about what we're going to do when they're not, because at some point they're not, right? And you know, we call those conversations fire drills so that clients don't, you know, give in to the temptation to maybe bail out when prices are down. And they know the importance of rebalancing and buying things cheap when prices are down, despite the pain that they feel, you know, from from seeing their, their you know, the value decline in their portfolio temporarily. So, you know, getting back to that, 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 that bucket sort of discussion, we, we, we found that breaking asset allocation down that way has really helped to simplify things for a lot of our clients over the years. That's great. And I and as I look through the organization of this, so and I'm just going to read off a, a couple of things here for the uh, for the audience because I definitely want them to go pick up a copy. So beware of the financial media. Hindsight is 2020. Uh, you can't take it with you. I mean, this is there's a lot here and there's a lot of um, I think there's just a lot of great content. Um, but that being said, gentlemen, uh, we're about out of time for today's episode, but I do want to give you the opportunity to leave some contact info because I know that there will be many that are listening to this that, number one, want to, want to pick up a copy of the book, of course, but then there's also some that may want to engage and have a further conversation with you and your team over at Birch Run Financial um, to just learn more about the overall services that you do as well. So maybe let's start with uh, how, how can people follow up? So the easiest way to find uh, information about us is on our website, which is very simple to find. It's just birchrunfinancial.com, B-I-R-C-H-R-U-N financial.com. 
We're also available on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, we're Birch Run Financial. On Twitter, we are Birch Run Finance. We couldn't get financial. It just was already taken, so I'm not sure who took it. But um, but you can find us in all those places. You can also, if you if you want uh, you know more direct contact, you can reach out to us by email. Our main box is info i n f o at birchrunfinancial.com or clutch your pearls. I'm going to give you our office phone number if you ever want to communicate the old old fashioned way. You can reach us at four eight four. 3952190 and I say this on my own podcast and I say this on every show that I've ever been a guest on please don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call even if you just want to have a quick conversation and and you know get one or two questions answered we are always happy to talk and I I love talking on the phone I spend most of my day on the phone so feel free to reach out directly uh, our book, Mastering the Money Mind, is available on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle format or in paperback. But I will make an offer to anybody who's listening to this. If you do want a copy of it and you don't want to pay for it, I think it's like 8 bucks or something on Amazon to download. If you want a free copy, email us, uh, reach out to us on our website, or call the office and say, hey, I heard, uh, I heard you guys on the, on the, uh, on the podcast, and Adam Torres' podcast. I, I'd love a copy of your book. We'll we'll send one out to you for free. I literally have a storage room full of them, and I I not I didn't write that. We Ed and I did not write the book to make money. We wrote it so we could get that information out there and share it. You're certainly welcome to buy it if you're shy and you don't want to talk to us in person. But give us a call or shoot us an email or reach out to us on a website. We'll get you a copy of the book for no cost. Awesome. And uh, what what's the name of that podcast? I definitely want people to go check that out as well. Sure. The podcast is called Nurturing Financial Freedom, and it is available on Spotify, and it's also available on our website. And all of our archived episodes are on our website at birchrunfinancial.com. So uh, it comes out monthly. We do uh, topics that range from investment stuff to uh, more uh, more planning-oriented. Uh, some of our content is topical. Some of it is kind of evergreen uh, but check out some of the archives. If there's any topics you're interested in, in learning more about, shoot us an email. We uh, we take uh, we take requests. It might take a few months for us to get to a topic, but we're always happy to cover topics that people think are interesting. Awesome, fantastic! And we'll put that contact information in the show notes so that uh, our audience can just uh, click on the links and head right on over and check out the website and also pick up a copy of that book. Um, and speaking of the audience, if this is your first time with Mission Matters or engaging in an episode, we're all about bringing on entrepreneurs, executives, and experts and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, what they're doing, and you know what we can all learn from that and how we can all grow and uh, together from that information. Uh, if that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or engaging or motivating to you, hit that hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line, and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Alex and Ed, thanks again for coming on. It really has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much, Adam. Thanks, Adam. We had a good time. Thanks for having us.